BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi there, I'm Lauren McGoodwin, founder and CEO of Career Contessa, the largest online career resource built inclusively for women. I also have the privilege of hosting our new podcast, The Females. We're here to help with real talk career advice from CEOs, authors, creatives, and other experts to give you real strategies for building a successful career all on your own terms. Each episode of The Females is sure to not only inspire, but also to motivate you to take action and move your career forward. Be sure to tune in every Tuesday for new episodes and follow along on careercontessa.com. Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury and I am divorced, not dead. I'm a former Bravo TV star and now former wife. Fresh off the back of my divorce, I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said between each other, society, the sheets and everything in the middle. And lucky me, you'll be joining me for the journey. So buckle up. Welcome back to Divorce Not Dead. I have no idea what episode this is, but I'm super excited about it because I have skinny confidential Lauren on the show who actually discovered me in this space. Lauren. That is not true. That is not true. You did. You forced me to do this. Because I just, out of everyone that I've ever interviewed on the show for you not to have a podcast was ludicrous. Like you need a podcast. You're meant for this. That's, I mean, you're, you're so sweet, but I mean, I, I don't think you ever know. I don't, I mean, like you, we've just talked about it, actually. I said, I've never listened to one of my episodes back, but I probably should. But you actually said that you haven't as well. But anyway, I'm really excited to have you on because, well, Lauren was sort of, well, you were there at the beginning of my relationship. And, you know, I met you and Michael and you guys were sort of instrumental in me guy, me doing my podcast and everything. But I, but more than that, I was so fascinated by your relationship. You worked together and you have, you've been together since 17, wasn't it? The story is, is we dated each other when we were 12, 13, 14. 12, 13, he was my yeah. first blowjob. I think I was 13. Yeah. Lord. My, my dad caught us in the closet. <gasps> Yeah, it was the whole thing. He talked about this at my wedding and we just like had this connection at 12, 13, 14 years old. Wait, but wait, then we your dad up. caught you giving a blowjob? My dad didn't catch me actually giving a blowjob. Oh he caught God. me without my top on. Michael was trying at that point, but I think he he didn't he didn't get the blowjob that time. It was a couple of times after. Does it even go hard at that age? I was very developed at that age. And Michael, like I said, Michael and I just had a connection at a very, very young age always friends. And then we broke up at 15 and I did the whole thing that I'm sure a lot of women do, which is like, go for the older guy. What are you talking about? You're not a woman yet. You're a child. You're 15. I was, well, at this point I was 16 years old. I'm a freshman in high school. Like I'm ready to, I'm ready to rock. You know, I have a 14 year old daughter upstairs. 
I'm sorry. Oh, yes. I, I, let's manifest that she's never even kissed a guy. Yes, and she is not you. Manifesting now. <laughs> okay. She's not me. She's not me. Ment- mental image out of head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Always remained friends, but I was dating older guys. He was dating other girls. We went to college, but we always sort of kept in touch. I think the reason that we ended up getting married is because I always was like running from him and he was always chasing me. And I think that that's important to practice in any relationship. Like I still to this day will make him chase me. It was always a challenge for him to hang out with me or I didn't mean to make it like that. It just always presented itself that way. So you've constantly made him feel not good enough for you. Yes. And you said something on your podcast that I just listened to where it's like, I had my own shit going on. I'm a very independent person. I'm I'm fine staying in my own lane, doing my own shit. And like, I think he was very attracted to the fact. Could take it or leave it. Yeah, yeah I call I it, I call it, it's called uh, my poodle theory. So it's being aloof, like being like, meh. And I was always like that to him, meh. Let's hang out Thursday. Oh, I can't now. And then we got back together finally after he pursued me for a long time at like 23 years old. And now you've been together ever since, obviously. And with one little baby. So questions, what questions? So I, th- I think I was doing quite well at 18 years. What, what, what are you at? So when exactly did you get a divorce on your 18th year? All the questions I was going to ask you have gone now because actually I did longer than, way longer than you. 11 years is fine. Okay, yeah. So maybe give me seven more years and then I'll be so annoyed with him that I'll be doing divorce, not dead part two. Well, I guess if it's only been 11 years, but you've, you've been together for so much longer before. How do you keep your sex life alive then? And you've had a baby. So that's, you know, and you're both like good looking people and you live in Los Angeles. I mean, on every street corner, there must be temptation for both of you. One thing about Michael and I is we really like each other. I think that that's so underrated. Like we like each other. And, and I don't mean like we're best friends, like everyone says. I mean, we like, we like to be in each other's presence when, even when we're being independent. So an example is like, you know, if I'm reading a book, he's upstairs doing something else. We just like to be around each other. So I think that's really important to have a foundation of a relationship. I think there's so many people that have just settled for shit because they think they're supposed to settle because society tells you you're supposed to settle and they don't even like the person they're with. They're just doing it to check a box. So I think that's number one. I think for me, if I were not with Michael, I would be dead single. And I probably think he would be single too. And and so I think we'd sort of make a choice to want to be together. As far as sex, I think with relationships, like it ebbs and flows. Sometimes it's like the best sex ever for three weeks straight. And then there's an ebb and like, you're like, okay, we need to like get back to where we were. Wait, do you actually say that? Or do you just, does it just, you know, do you actually confront it? Or do you just like... And you, you, you make a conscious decision, you're going to change to something else. Or do you just go, you know, do you sort of skirt around the issue and you make an effort or do you discuss it? I'm very blunt. If I see that like, it's time to have sex, I'll be like, lay down. I'm going to give you a blowjob. You're stressed out. I'm very <gasps> like straight to the point. I'll do anything not to give one. I know. I don't know why you mind them. I don't mind them at all. But anyway, I I really agree with everything you're saying is totally resonating with me because honestly, again, I I have a great friendship with my ex-husband, but, you know, I I think we kind of avoided each other in the house. Whereas I see now the difference where, you know, Sergio and I want to just 
watch TV. I, you know, I'm happy here. I don't go out as much, but I'm like super happy in my house and, and, you know, him downstairs, preferably while I'm upstairs watching TV or like, you know, we're just hanging out in the same room, but doing different things. I love it. I really love it. And we just like, you know, belly laugh all day. So it's, you're absolutely right because chemistry and everything else, of course you have all that, but you know, it's got to, you've got to have the friendship because, you know, you're going to have amazing times, but you're going to have times where it's just, you know, you forget, or you're just so busy. You've got a baby. I mean, who wants to have sex every night? You're you're falling into bed. You're lucky if you can find the bed, frankly. Yeah. You got to spice it up too. That's like, you know, watching porn together, sex toys, lube, like you got to keep, you got to keep it spicy and keep it stimulating. We did this thing for my birthday where we did sexy strangers. So we dressed up as two complete strangers and like met at a bar and I was like in a black wig. What if someone recognized you? What do you mean? I'd be like, hi, I'm Lauren. <laughs> we talked about it on the podcast. I don't care. Um, I would die. I am such an oversharer. I've been an oversharer since I was born. So it's constantly pushing the boundaries and stimulating in the relationship is really important. I cannot tell you how many times I've had girlfriends like throw like a bachelorette party or go out to dinner or lunch and they're, they can't wait to get away from their husband. They can't wait. They're like, thank God I needed such a break. Every day, every day. And they're all bitching about them. It's hilarious. I don't want to be around someone that I can't wait to get away from. And listen, everyone's different to each their own. If that works for you, it works for you. But for me- It's not working. It's just easier. No, I want to be around my husband. Like I, I want to be around him. I want him to come to dinner. Like I want, I, I I don't want to like get away from him any chance I can. Yeah. And that's, I think, you know, that's the thing. So many girls are living in that thing where, you know, it's all those girls weekends, girls nights, girls lunches. I've realized they're just covering up their shitty marriages. I mean, it is funny what you were saying about spicing things up. You know, I'm English. I've been married as long as I had. I think it's school and things like this. Girls in England. I mean, I don't know about, I mean, I'm speaking for myself and my friends, I don't know. But I've never really watched porn. I think the first porn I'd watched was in Los Angeles with with Luke because he couldn't believe that I hadn't watched porn. So he decided that it was time. And I was like, okay. And he put it on. We were in a hotel together. Luke, by the way, for everyone that doesn't know, is my gay makeup artist from Ladies of London. So it's not what you're thinking. I said, how do you even pick one? So he picked me one and they started chopping wood. There's a whole story behind it, Lauren. Anyway, <laughs> I, got my, I got my jelly tots out, watched the whole thing. And he just, he pissed himself at the end of the bed watching me watch this thing. And I, I didn't get it. Like, I mean, I, didn't, I mean, I guess I got it, but like, I was like, I mean... I don't understand the point of the story. Why do we need to, the story? Because it's obviously not about the story. And then anyway, I know I got into it. I was like, okay, I could, I could get into this. Like I do some stuff with, you know, practice, whatever. And so then, you know, I've got a new boyfriend, decided I was going to try some stuff, went off, bought myself my first bloody pair of handcuffs. Well, just now actually, flew back here, had them bloody confiscated in the airport. So embarrassing, so embarrassing. And Sergio hadn't come through yet because his, he had to go do a different visa line. And I, and my bags had been taken off and into, gone straight through, like when a, there's a second check for your bags when you come out of baggage claim. And they took them off. And of course, they've got this huge computer screen and there are my big metal handcuffs. And I'm just going, what am I going to say? I mean, what do you say? (laughs) Oh my God, that is such a good story. (laughs) I was like, oh my God. In, in, In the Dubai airport, I wanted to like 
crawl up and die. Thank God they were pink and fluffy with the metal. So, you know, but it was just so embarrassing. Oh my God. I feel like everyone's porn taste is like food. You like certain foods and you don't like certain foods. You got to find your taste. Well, first of all, we live in the Middle East. So there is no porn and no, no sex toys, no nothing. In fact, after I, after they found the handcuffs, they asked me if I had any, you know, a vibrator with me. And I was like, they actually asked the question. I was like, no, no, just that. <laughs> we have to send you a woo vibrator. It's so chic and it's so cute on the vanity. We have to send you one. When I met you and Michael, I did notice the difference between yours and my marriage. Like, completely, you know, like I really bonded with you two and you were so funny. You're so fun. And we have always had the best time together. And he's really fun. You know, he's, I mean, he's a really good, good laugh. And I, you know, I can be myself and, you know, like the way I am, like, you know, I love to make jokes. I'm a, I love to flirt. Neither of you took it the wrong way. We just, you know, we all giggled all night long. And I love that. You and him accepted me to be me. Whereas I think my husband always wanted me to be somebody else. Sergio, I am absolutely myself. I mean, look, even you guys were like, oh my God, he's young. But you know, actually, probably the more mature one. I actually think your dynamic with him is amazing. I think anyone that's going to judge you by saying he's young, who cares? I don't understand why anyone cares what I, what anyone else is doing. Like, you guys are having fun. You're living your best life. You're not settling for anything but the best. Keep doing what you're doing. It's working for you. With you and Michael, you set a new standard too, because you have been able to, you guys made everything together, right? From what I understood, like... He uh, created a company called Jetbed, which makes bedding for corporate and private aircraft. And so he was in brick and mortar when we got back together and I was so broke bartending and teaching fitness. And I had this idea for a blog. And one day I kept talking about this idea that I had. It was like a year in to having the idea. And he looked at me and he goes, this is the last fucking time you're talking to me about this. I don't want to hear about this anymore. You've been talking about it. Execute, shit or get off the pot. And so I executed it and didn't make one dime for three years. And I was working on it seven days a week and didn't make one dime, but just kept like investing in the brand while I was bartending. And as that was happening, he was growing Jetbed. And eventually, obviously the Skinny Confidential like started to sort of grow a community and a blog and like six years into the blog, when I quit bartending and all of that, he looked at me drunk in Cabo and he was like, let's start a podcast. And I thought, okay, I have this facet of my brand that's all pink and cheeky and all these women and it's this resource. It would be fun to get a masculine perspective, bring up other people. Like how can we bring up other women's stories? And that's through a podcast. And podcasting was not that popular at the time. So about you know four years ago, we launched the podcast. It was shitty mics in our closet, you know, horrible sound, didn't know what the fuck we were doing. And we just constantly put it out there week after week after week. And about two and a half years in, he said, this space is going to blow up. And everyone that is doing it is just selling on CPM. And I want to sell different. I want to sell on collaborations and partnerships that are long-term and so he teamed up with Digital Brand Architects and they started Dear Media. So he, his background was like nothing to do with what I was doing. He was doing more brick and mortar and now it's more in my space, but I don't touch Dear Media and he doesn't really touch the Skinny Confidential besides the podcast. So the podcast really made Skinny Confidential because it's actually, that's another interesting thing because a lot of women, I think, 
you know, and I think this is an interesting story because women who are in relationships that want to leave sometimes don't have the finances to do it. Maybe, you know, or they don't know what to do. Or, and I know a lot of housewives have started blogs and I always say, or are starting because they think they're a quick fire way to make money. And most blogs do not make you money for a very, very long time. Definitely nowadays, you have to have a unique perspective. You know, so you guys actually have managed to juggle and that's what I think is so amazing. And I wonder if that's the key is the fact that you've built your success together as a couple. Therefore, you've always worked together. And I think, you know, some of the couples and some of the things where it goes desperately is wrong is where we, you know, although we had our, we always had our own shit going on, but we never conversed together. So I flew off, he flew off, we were all gone. And maybe, you know, sometimes you need to be, you you know, meet and do everything together. And, and Sergio never, ever leaves my side. I mean, sometimes I'm like, you can leave my side, go for lunch with the boys. <laughs> You know, but no, but it's no joke, Lauren. He goes for lunch with the boy with the boys, and within 10 minutes he calls to say he misses me and wants to come home. He is such a gem. But it's so cute. And you know, he's been thrown in such the deep end with you know, children, family life, all this kind of stuff. But, you know, and I'm wondering now looking at the different, because if Jem at the time had suggested he was going to do everything with me, I'd have felt suffocated. I'd have felt like, but it, I guess it's really the timing is everything. You have to be friends. But I think when I'm talking to you and I've talked to you a lot on the podcast and now I'm hearing this again, it sounds like what your problem was is that you don't want to be stifled. Like you're a jack in the box and you don't want to be stuffed back in the box. And it sounds like Sergio compliments your personality and lets you shine and be you. Whereas opposed to maybe with past relationships, you were more like, it was more like tone it down, take it down, don't do this. And, and I totally empathize with that because boyfriends before Michael would get insecure because I was so loud and outspoken and, and so at times flamboyant. But with Michael, he just like sort of steps back and lets me, lets me do me without critiquing me without critiquing is the biggest thing. We're critiqued enough. Social media, we get critiqued all day by what what's wrong and what's this. And then we're critiqued enough in life just as it is. And so for a partner to be constantly critiquing me and telling me what I'm doing wrong and how I shouldn't have said that and I shouldn't do this. It's like, I, I don't have time for that. If I'm okay, then you should be okay. Shut up. And that's how I feel. And I also hate that age old game of like waking somebody up in the morning with the guilt like you you behave this way and I don't want to hang out with everybody that's judging and sitting around worried about other people no we get so little time out when you've got kids and we'll just you wait you think she's hard now which I don't know whether you do or you don't but it only gets harder so like hold on to the days out and like you know going out becomes a struggle anyway so when you do go out you do not want to spend it with anyone that's like if i want to do a naked handstand on the lawn tonight i will do one but you know you don't like it don't come back he can go pop his puss he can go do whatever he needs to do i'm not going to micromanage him well, you can't. And that's the thing. And that's what one of the other ones I said, you know, you can't hold on to someone by holding on. And I think so many women are desperately like not only holding on, but just dragging on. Men too. You see, men are just so used to, and that's why I think men are more bothered by, as I said in my podcast last week, I think that men, men are more bothered by my relationship than women because men have been telling us for so long that, you know, putting us back in a box, telling us that, you know, we have to behave a certain way. Otherwise we're over the hill. But I think my... My, mine and your view is over the hill for what? If, if I would be happily single, if Sergio didn't exist, obviously, if he, you know, I, I would be fine. 
single doesn't sound that bad. Honestly, everything you're saying is so in line with the book Untamed. You have to read this book. I'm telling you, it's all about how our whole lives as women were tamed. We're told to be tame and be tame and be tame. And like what it actually is about is being untamed and unlearning all these things about how we have to be this and we can't curse and we can't say this and how men can talk about sex all day long, but women can't. This book is like, it's my favorite book I've ever read. You have to read it. It's everything you're saying is like exactly what she says. I, I went to boarding school from six to eight or six or seven to 18, which I've managed to block out of my head completely. So I, do, I remember very little of it, but I think I've been, and, and watching, you know, uh, Paris Hilton's new thing. And I was, I was thinking, God, there's so much of that, obviously that reminded me of boarding school because you are, you know, you go out three times a year and every time you're woken up being shouted at, you go to bed, you know, lights out, get up in the morning, you know, clean your room. Everything is screamed at. Everything is, you're told for years and years what to do, which is, I, you know, someone told me, well, you've been institutionalized. It's like being in the army, right? So like you imagine at 6 a.m. your lights go on and you're literally someone, go, they don't go, darling, get up. They go, get the fuck up. <laughs> That makes me sick what happened to her. And it sounds like very similar circumstances with you. Mm. But I'm not surprised that both of you are the way you are because of that. Like, I'm not surprised at all. You guys are constantly, you remind, you both remind me of, you know, the school of fish that's swimming and then the other fish is like swimming against the school. You both have that energy. It's like unapologetically yourself. And it makes you childlike. It also makes you more childlike. Like I, I think of myself, like I'll get into bed with Sergio at night and he's like all calm and lovely and watching a movie and looking, you know, ready to get all sort of, you know, and I'll, and I'll start like, I don't know, pulling an armpit hair. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I don't know why I do these things, but I'm like, it makes me laugh so much. <laughs> I take my chihuahua's toenail and scratch Michael's back when he asks me to itch it. <laughs> yes, I love it. It just makes me laugh. If I can do any of these little things or, you know, pull a, pull a hair out, you know, anything. And I just fall about laughing for hours and he just sits looking at me like I've literally lost the plot. And and it's true. And I think to myself, sometimes I catch myself doing it going, God, why do I do this shit? And I was like, I mean, a th- I am a therapist's dream. I'm like, I'm reliving my childhood. I'm living my childhood right now. You couldn't put me in a box if you wanted to. I, it's like I've been I've been untethered finally. And I'm like, I'm living in my own house. You've seen, you know, I've just built this, like my my dream home. Everything in here is like curated by me. Everything is the way I want it to be. I'm on the visiting list. And this is like my first time of just everything is being, is mine. I mean, although of course I'm not a child because I have three children in this house, but it does make me laugh because I'm more, I'm more fun. I'm more relaxed. I'm more happy. I'm just so easy. With everything that happened to you, just, do you just feel like a huge weight is lifted off your shoulders? And when you announced on social media, was it so liberating? Everything. Yes. I mean, I think the scariest part for anyone is making that change. And I think, you know, what you've said to me about just on, and for women in general, it's not about, you see, so many women look for the wrong things. I feel completely liberated because I mean, at this time, of course, I, lo- I, I loved him very much and still, you know, love him as the father of my children and my friend. I mean, obviously it's very hard to keep a friendship at the beginning of things and, you know, and I'm doing my best, but 
you know, we have good days and bad days, but at the same time, you know, I know it was the right decision. I have not looked back. I absolutely know it was the right. And it was the right decision for multiple, multiple reasons, because even when we were talking about it, it's not like he begged for me back. He, it's not like, you know, he said, I love you. And, you know, I can't lose you and all the things that, you know, if I think Nat, look at how Sergio talks to me every single morning. It's like, I, I, he leaves me love letters. The other day I came home and, you know, I was going to the gym. He'd laid out a set of gym clothes with the trainers and a love letter. So cute. Even a clean pair of underwear, all of these things. I've just never had all this. I come home, there's balloons in my house, you know, so I wouldn't give it up. I know that I'm on the right path. But I think everyone else is like, but, but, but Jem, you know, your old life was stable. You had money, you had this big house. You had, you know, obviously two people that are in at the same age, you know, you have an income, you can build a bigger life and all this, you know, Lauren, none of that was really important to me at all. And I always figured if I want more, I'll make more which we all do somehow. Somehow the world keeps turning no matter what, right? When you were going through all these motions with your your ex-husband, do you think that that he was feeling the same way simultaneously or do you think he was trying to make it work? I think he would have done anything to keep the family together, which is what I'm saying about a lot of these women that, you know, they come out and you saw me, I was partying too hard in LA as well, drinking too much as well, but not, not because I was unhappy, it just... You know, I think I it was my re- coming to visit all of you. I wasn't drinking my sorries. You saw me. I'm a, I, I'm a giggly drunk. It's not like I got bitter and mean and horrible. I was just having so much fun because it was like, it was my release. So I came over there, partied like a rock star with all my young, you know, cool friends and came home to be, you know, the serious mum that I was meant to be here. One that, you know, that went to the school gates and did PTA meetings and all this kind of stuff, which I just never, never was. Um, so I think that that was... I was really myself with all of you guys. I'm really like, you know, the crazier version of myself, but I was myself. Other women don't leave because all, you know, they focus on the the house, the material stuff. They don't give a guy chance because he hasn't got enough money. But my view, if he hasn't gotten, okay, I met Sergio. He's 26 now, 25 when I met him. Of course, he's not going to have as much money as I do. How, How could he possibly? Where were you at 25? My thing is, if, if you want someone with money, go make your own money. I agree, oh, which is always my thing. But my, my view is, if you've got the right person and you're happy together, you can achieve great things together. Completely agree with you. And I think like one of the things that's really worked for us, and you said it earlier, is like growing together and we're both pushing the same boulder up the hill as opposed to each of us pushing different boulders up the hill and just like not being on the same page. We're both committed to the same outcome and the same goal. And also it sounds like your lines of work were very different where like yours was, you know, you had Ladies of London, which is like all about you speaking out and giving your opinion, which is like probably it sounds like a bit different than what he was doing. Yeah, he was in finance. So West, I think, you know, with Sergio as well, he's he was a sportsman. So he's used to being in front of crowds and people and people sort of coming up and recognizing him or a reminder of him, even if he was so young, you know, you grew up in a huge world. And so I think that none of that phased him. And in fact, he likes my opinions. He likes feisty women. You, Lauren, are one of his favorite. Like very much his own independent person and dominant, but he's like quietly confident. He's very, very cute. I am intending to have the best new year of my life. I keep saying this every new year because I just need to shake this one off. I think we all do. It's been, you know, a big year. You had a baby. I got divorced. You know, we started the podcast. There's so many, 
you know, this pandemic, the fires, just so many different elements to think amazing things in our lives, terrible things in our lives. That's where, you know, this, we will never forget this. This will be one in the history books for the rest of our lives. We will be explaining this to our ch- grandchildren. Well, if all goes to shit and you have to quarantine with your husband, just tell him that you want to give him a blowjob. It works every time. It's so easy to do, Caroline. I don't know why. I don't know why you don't like to do it. It's so quick and easy. Should we find someone to teach me when I come to LA next? I'm pretty good at it. I think I can teach you. I have a lot of tricks up my sleeve. Sergio thanks you in advance. Are you and your ex on good terms now? Are you guys like good? There are good days and there are bad days. It depends. You know, like it's very hard, Lauren, because in a normal relationship, and this is what I want for you, if you're not me or you're not you, you can scuttle away and. You, either of you doesn't know what the other one's doing. Like we've unfollowed each other. So I don't, I don't see what he's doing. And I presume he doesn't see what I'm doing, but I'm sure unlike his, which is private, I can't peek. I'm sure that he, you know, somebody peeks. And I know that there's always those friends that sort of are so unhelpful and manage to send him something, you know, I'll post something, you know, and Sergio and I are becoming, I get double the likes if I feature Sergio because I'm 98, you know, 97% women. So, you know, go figure that when Sergio appears, you know, my Instagram goes through the roof. So he featured. I'm liking. Of- I'm liking all of Sergio's posts. I'm. I'm. I'm one of your first ones to like it. I know. I see you there. You know, people want to see it. That I mean, I can see it because, as I said, it gets double the likes. So imagine for him, going from well, for anyone really, in a, in a relationship where you just want to get away. I'm on billboards here. I'm on social media everywhere. All the brands I work with here. And you can't get away from me. So, you know, I, I presume that must irk because it, I, when I put the shoe on the other foot, it would probably drive me crazy. Not to mention, you know, there aren't many women that have dated or are dating men with this age gap. Honestly, I think one of the best things that you did was do your own thing and not ask people for permission. I didn't care who, which friends I kept and didn't at the end, because at the end of the day, what I've realized is I'm really, if you see that I'm traveling the world with Sergio, are they with me? No. Um, Are they in my house every day? No. Opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one. And at the point you know, I just have to live for me because they're not going to be there. They're going to be married at home with their kids and doing what they want to do. And, you know, I haven't murdered anyone. There's a lot of, most people are divorced these days. Um, It's very hard to make it work. So whatever floats your boat and I'm non-judgmental on all my friends and no one gets to judge me. And at the end of the day, you know, my everyday life is with Sergio. It really is. So as long as I'm happy with him, I, it, it doesn't matter. And everyone that's actually, you know, started off joking has come to meet him and one by one have just gone, oh my God, keep him. Oh my God, keep him. Even my parents were like, he's amazing. Yeah, he is a keeper. And it's it's just exactly what you said, which is why I think you and I liked each other right away is if I'm not judging you, don't be judging me. If everyone would just be less judgy and put put that energy into something productive, I feel like things would would add up for a lot more people. It'd be a lot easier. So many people are so fixated on judging other people and calling them out. It's like, use that energy for something that's actually going to move the needle in your own life and something that's productive. It's so unproductive to be judging other people, in my opinion. But that's why I think, you know, I'm hoping that this podcast will blow the lid off society, marriage and the rules because there are no rules anymore. I think that you have to do 
what works for you and stop looking at what everyone else is doing. Because you will drive you crazy because the, let me tell you that girl with the perfect life, with the perfect little bugaboo, the 2.3 children, the like, you know, the white picket fence, she's in her gilded personal hell. And because I knew them all and, you know, they've created this perfect life that they can't keep up with. And that, you know, they hate their husbands, as you said, they all go to lunch. They all go to lunch with their girlfriends every Tuesday or Wednesday, just after they've kicked the little darlings out of the house drink themselves into, you know, three o'clock stupors just in time to go and pick them back up, you know, before the husband gets home, sleep it off. It's just, you know, it's a dirty little cycle. And I know a ton of women like this, a ton. That's why it's so important though, to have women like you and this podcast, just to like, it's so important that you have this podcast called Divorce Not Dead, because it's showing that it doesn't have to be like that. And there are other ways to do it. And it doesn't have to be checking the box. Like I said, at the beginning, it can be you living your life on your own terms without listening to what everyone else wants you to do. There's so many women that are going to be listening to this podcast and thinking, Oh my God, that's me. Oh my God. I actually want to do this. Oh my God. I'm not on the track I want to be on. And they're going to start asking themselves questions and questioning the status quo And that's what it's all about. When people are saying, just wait till your children are older. I hear that a lot. Wait till your children are older. No, girls, don't wait till your children are older because that, you know, they're never not going to need you, but there will come a time when they've all moved out and you're not going to have the balls to do this anymore. So if you want to jump, jump. And honestly, these conversations need to take place more often so other women can feel that they have a choice when it comes to staying or leaving in a marriage. Everybody has a choice. Everybody has a choice. And I can't say this enough times. Well, first of all, life is not a dress rehearsal. There is no do-over. You know, the great thing about dating a young guy like Sergio is right now I have a do-over. I'm reliving my youth again through his eyes. But, you know, there's no do-over in life. If you regret 20 years down the line or 30 years down the line, you you don't get a do-over. We, I'm still, although I'm living my life, I'm still 20 years older than Sergio, you know, and I my life will end 20 years before his. But at the same time, you know, at this age, we have 10,000 days, 10,000 good days left on this planet. That's it. And, you know, knowing that, like you don't want to waste another one. So I think if you're in that space, girls, just jump. Stop living to make everybody else happy and not yourself. If you feel for a minute that terrible thing where you've got like, where you wake up with anxiety all the time, or you wake up thinking, you know, I'm, I'm in the, I, I genuinely felt, I, I knew I was in the wrong place. I just knew it, but I, I waited it out. I waited it out. I probably waited it out to, you know, five years too long. You just need to grow a pair of balls because if you get a pair of balls, what's at the other side of that cliff is, is pretty spectacular. And and there will be rough months, really rough months. And it will get tough. But once you're through it, and I'm almost at the end now, it's pretty fucking amazing. It's amazing with or without Sergio. I really want Sergio here, but if he wasn't, I would have done the same thing and I'd be in the same place and I'd still be happy. I didn't do it for him. I did it for me. Good for you. And honestly, you've turned crisis into opportunity with this podcast, with showing women that it doesn't have to be their cookie cutter way. I think that you're a strong voice for women, especially in 2020. And you're exactly what this climate needs. Thank you, Lauren. It was really, really fun today. I really appreciate you coming on actually. And it's been fun to do it with you because, you know, I'm interviewing you today instead of you interviewing me. 
Thank you for listening to Divorce Not Dead. Tune in next Wednesday for a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at, at Caroline Stanbury for all the behind the scene action. 